seven people there. Then the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem, and it was winter. Jesus was walking in the temple of Solomon. The Jews surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. I did tell you, and you don't believe me, Jesus answered them. The works that I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you don't believe because you are not one of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father, I praise you. Just so many great things at this church. Um, again, the joy that continues to just be poured in. But Father, again, I mean, a wedding yesterday. We, we've got a family back together today at the church. We've got baptism today. Oh. Father, there's some churches that don't get to celebrate like this, and it hurts my heart, but I want to praise you for allowing us to be one of those churches. Your movement is evident, and we praise you for that. We feel you in this room. Father, I love you. Father, today you've given me a message that this congregation has asked for, and I'm so excited to preach. It's one of my favorite topics. But, Father, I, I need your help. Uh, I've had a lot of distractions, um, a lot of things that have tried to interrupt me studying for this. Um, so, Father, in this moment, I'm asking that you anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Father, that you take all of those distractions away. You take my pride, my anger, uh, lack of discipline my pride, Father, I ask that you take all that away from me and you replace it with your wisdom, your knowledge, your breath. Father, most importantly, your love. I ask these things in your name. Help us to love, glad, and forgive. Amen. I know we've got quite a few visitors here today. And y'all are like, good gosh, this pastor is crying the whole time. This is very normal. Just give you a heads up. Today is Thankful for You Sunday. That's what this is. And you guys, y'all will remember this, but I'm going to remind, especially since we've got visitors here today, but uh, a few weeks back, we had everybody go vote for their favorite worship songs and then the sermon that they wanted to hear today as well. And so y'all have heard the worship songs. Y'all give the worship team another round of applause. In the last four years at this church, I've preached three full sermons on this topic that you guys chose today. That either tells me that you weren't listening or that I did a terrible job preaching them and you don't want me to preach them again. Uh, shush. I, didn't, I, I didn't ask for, for comments back. Either way, it doesn't matter. In my opinion, this topic can, cannot, it cannot, guys, be preached enough at the church and it cannot be talked enough outside of the church. Uh, in fact, the two questions that I have received the most in my 10 years in ministry uh, really relate to this topic. Those two questions are, how does God speak to us, and how do we know it's actually Him speaking to us? So today's title is Knowing God's Voice. That's what we're going to talk about today. And we're I had to break this up into two sermons. Y'all are welcome. Uh, so we're going to preach today on how you will, how He does speak to us, and then we're going to Next week, we're going to preach on how to discern if it actually is his voice, okay? 
there was a man who was trying to get closer and closer to God and, and was praying a lot. And anyway, he was sitting on a bench at a lake and he was praying. He said, God, I just want to hear you. I just want to hear you. And then all of a sudden he heard God speak to him in his heart. And he said, well, now that I got God, he started thinking. He said, I'm going to ask him some questions that I have. So he asked him, he said, God, what is a million years to you? He said, it's one minute. He said, okay. He said, well, God, what is a million dollars to you? God said, it's one penny. He sat there for a second, he thought, and he said, God, can I have a penny? <laughs> God said, in a minute. <laughs> Guys, the first and most important thing that we need to understand about God's voice is this. He still uses it to speak to us today. Amen? Now, I know for a lot of you great Christians sitting in this church, you know, Y'all, y'all know this, but believe it or not, there are certain denominations and certain pastors that do not believe that God does speak to us today. Their belief is, is that died with the disciples. That's their belief. I struggle with that. It really hurts my heart to know that there are people that do preach that. And, and one of the things, I've, I've literally heard pastors Stand at the pulpit and preach that you will not hear God's voice anymore. I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. My question to those pastors is, if you don't hear his voice, then who called you to preach? Because I know I heard him. Loud and clear. So I struggle with that, right? And, and I tell you, one of the biggest things that I worry about, guys, I worry about them and their walk. Uh, anybody that thinks that God doesn't speak anymore, that's, that's, if, let's just pull up scripture. Let's look at John 10, 26 through 27. I was fixing to go off on a whole rant. Okay, so, but this is what we just read, guys. Okay, this is the last two verses of this. But you don't believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. So these denominations these pastors anybody that looks at me and says that they don't hear God's voice I'm very concerned about their salvation very concerned because this distinctly says this is in red guys this is this is Jesus himself they'll hear my voice I want you guys to think about something in Genesis God said that he made us in his image And in his image, guys, he gave us the ability to communicate with each other. Why wouldn't he want to communicate with us? We, he made us in his image. You understand what I'm saying? He made us to communicate. Why wouldn't he want to communicate with us? Something else to think about in Hebrews, the Bible says that our Father in heaven is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if God spoke to people in the Old Testament... And God spoke to people in the New Testament. Why wouldn't he speak to people in the Now Testament? That's always my argument when I hear people that say that he doesn't speak anymore. That we can't hear him anymore. I promise you guys, God speaks to us today. But going back to those two questions that I have, uh, that, that, have given, that have been asked to me so many times since I've been in ministry, we need to understand, again, how he does speak to us. And then again next week, we will learn how to discern if it's him or not. So I want to start today with 
how does God speak to us? God has shown me seven biblical ways that he does speak to us. Number one, God speaks to us through his written word, the Bible. That one's obvious, right? I mean, most of us, we're good Christians. Most of us understand that one. Let's go look at 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Okay, all scripture is God-breathed. Not just Genesis, not just Revelation, everything in between. All God-breathed, right? So when you're reading the Bible, this one's simple, guys. When you're reading the Bible... That's God speaking to you. That's simple, right? Okay. I want you to think about it, Christian words. How many times, guys, have you been sitting there reading your Bible and Scripture just jumps off at the page at you? You know what I'm saying? That's God speaking to you. That's the Holy Spirit grabbing a hold of that verse and literally slapping you in the face with it. He's trying to get your attention. One of the things that I've always been taught, and this was, I say always, let me rephrase that, since my walk really started about 10 years ago, Don, the elder here at the church, Don, Don I'm going to talk about you a little bit today, Don, okay, there's a few stories, because you know you're the storyteller, so I'm going to tell some of your stories, okay, so, so Don, I'll never forget one time I was sitting there and I was telling him, I was like, man, I'm really struggling with reading my Bible, now, keep in mind, this 10 years ago. This wasn't like yesterday, okay? Your pastor's doing better now, okay? I want you to know that. But I was sitting there, I was like, I'm really struggling to grasp this. And he looked me right in the eye, and he made me feel about that tall. And he said, are you praying over it before you open it? No. He said, Micah, literally, before you open it, put your hand on it and pray. God, show me what I need from you today through your word. You'd be shocked. And how much better you catch things. How much scripture jumps out at you that way. One story that I've got on this was before we started the church, God called me to plant the church and so forth. And a lot of y'all have heard this story. By the way, guys, because I've preached it three times, okay? So if you've heard it, act spiritual nod. Amen? Okay. So God called to start church, and, and I was praying, and I was like, God, you know, man, I need more confirmation on this. And this was one of those mornings that I walk in and I've got my Bible sitting there in front of me. And I pray over it and I said, God, I really need you to give me some direction. And I literally opened my Bible and it was to Habakkuk. And the verse said, take the vision I gave you and write it on a stone tablet. In other words, what I told you is solid. I need you to write that on a tablet because it can't be erased. So from there on, I knew that was my confirmation that it was time. It was time to start the church. <laughs> Something funny about that, though, guys. You need to be very careful. I call that the praying point scenario, okay? <clears throat> you know, God, show me something. Open the Bible. Bah! You know what I'm saying? Like, you just close your eyes. Point at the... So there was a businessman one time. He was real struggling in his business. I mean, he was struggling. And, and he thought, man, I'm going to shut this thing down. We're just not making any money. This is getting bad and so forth. So he decided to do this whole pray and point scenario. So he opens his Bible. He closes his eyes and he points. And he opens his eyes and he says, chapter 11. <laughs> Be very careful, ladies and gentlemen. The second way that God speaks to us is through prayer, right? Through prayer. Let's look at Genesis 17, 3. 
I love this verse. And then Abraham fell face down and God spoke with him. It's pretty obvious, right? God speaks to us through prayer. If he did it with Abraham, he'll do it with us. There's no difference there, guys. Prayer is not a one-way conversation. God is always on the other line. Always. And you'll understand him. How many times do you call somewhere and, and you get somebody on the line you can't understand them? You know what I'm saying? You don't have that problem with God. Amen? Amen. When seeking answers through prayer, guys, the Holy Spirit will remind you of Scripture that you read, like we just talked about, or a past situation that can apply to your present situation and help you make a good decision. So a while back, I had to sit down. I was on the school board at my kid's school, and there was a situation that kind of happened, and I had to go sit down with an individual. And this individual had, uh, this has been years ago, this individual was kind of starting some conflict at the school, and basically, it was all gossip. It was all gossip is all it was. Christian Wars Church, don't gossip. Amen? Don't gossip. So, so anyway, so on the way to the meeting, I'm praying. I'm like, God, you know, I, I, I didn't feel like this was going to be a very good meeting. I didn't feel like it was going to be a good conversation. Um, I knew that I would go in there and, and handle it the way I was supposed to. I was more concerned on how this other individual was going to handle it. So on the way there, I'm praying. And I'm saying, God, you know, this all started with gossip. Like, I need some direction here. And he reminded me of a verse in Matthew that we actually just talked about last week, maybe the week before. Forgive me, like my weeks are getting all spun around. I'm so busy right now. But where it talks about, we were talking about with church discipline, where you go to the individual and you talk to them in private if there's a problem. So I walk into this meeting. This individual sits there. And I brought up the gossip situation. And uh, he looks at me and he says, well, this person, this person, blah, 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 blah. And I finally looked at him. The problem was he had, an, he had an issue with somebody in the administration. And I went to him and I said, well, you know, the word tells us that we're supposed to go to them privately and talk to them. Did you do that? And the guy broke down. He was a believer. And he realized in that moment he made a big mistake. And that meeting went from pretty rough to me and him sitting there praying together when it was over. That's God speaking to us. He reminded me of a scripture through prayer. When I was praying, he reminded me of a scripture that would help in that situation. The number three way that God speaks to us is through dreams and visions. This is my favorite. Let's look at Joel 2.28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Your sons and daughters, excuse me, your sons, your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Okay, Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Samuel, Daniel, and John, these are just a few people that God spoke to through dreams and visions, but I assure you guys, he does the same thing today. Here's another Don story. I'm going to tell you another Don story. This is back when we start church again, okay? So, so y'all got to understand, it was me and Don right at the very beginning. So, so anyway, God had given me a vision of the church, a vision. Uh, and to be honest with you, we still hadn't hit that vision yet. I just want y'all to know that. That's what's cool. We're just getting started. Amen? So I called Don in my office, and I was talking to him how God had called me to start the church. And I said, God, I, you know, he's just been working. My God's really been working on me. And he gave me this vision, Don. 
And I started to explain the vision to Don. And Don starts smiling from ear to ear. And I said, what's up? He said, I had a dream not too long ago. It matches this vision. See, see what it says there is old, old men dream dreams. <laughs> Young men have visions. But all kidding aside, guys, that was a moment for me and Don to realize, because we knew this verse, and that was a moment for us to realize, oh, man, this is matching up. we got to start this church. God spoke to us. He was trying to make it simple, because he knows who he's talking to. Not you, Don. He's t- me. <laughs> Amen. The number four way that God will speak to you is through other people. Let's look at Exodus 6, 10 through 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and tell him to let the people of Israel leave his country. Now, we all know this story. God was trying to speak to Pharaoh. He knew Pharaoh wasn't going to listen, but he was giving him the opportunity. God spoke through Moses. He'll speak through us, guys. God, he may use a friend, a family member, a pastor, a mentor, or even a total stranger to speak to you. And obviously, throughout the Bible, God speaks through many different people, guys. He'll do the same today. I want you to think about all the times that God nudged you just to shoot a simple text to somebody and encourage them. He's using you. Guys, he may want to use you. He's not doing that to you right now. I promise you, he wants to use you. I assure you of that. One thing that you got to make sure of, though, guys, is when people come and they give you a revelation, a prophecy, or whatever it may be, you make dang sure that lines up with Scripture. Make dang sure that lines up with his word, the Bible. Because if it don't, that ain't coming from God. Always make sure when people come to you and say, God gave me a word to give you. Make sure it lines up. Make sure it lines up. And another thing that you can do, I do this all the time. Some of y'all know this. You come to me and say, God told me that we should do this. The first thing I do is I look at him. I say, did you pray on the timing of when you were supposed to tell me? He might have told you, but did you pray on the timing? Very important. See, God will give you something, but that doesn't mean run to it right that minute. He's giving it to you to prepare your heart. And then you sit back and you say, okay, God, I got this. I know what you want me to do. I know I need to reach out to this individual or that individual. Now I'm praying on your timing for you to open the door instead of me just busting through the door. Because, guys, when you get ahead of God, it can cause a lot of problems. It cause a lot of problems. One story I've got, and uh, this was, again, again, before we started church, um, Again, I'm still seeking confirmation. Y'all notice I seek a lot of confirmation. Okay, I was just making sure I was doing this right, okay? I mean, if somebody asks you to start church, you better make dang sure you're doing it right, right? If not, you're going to screw up everybody in here. So, so, so we went to feed the homeless. This was before the church. A lot of y'all know this story, and it gets me every time. Um, this is when we were just a ministry. I hadn't really told anybody about the church except for Don and my wife and another pastor. And um, we're feeding the homeless. 
and I get there, and <laughs> we're supposed to do a devotional beforehand, and I walked up. I said, Mikey, who's doing a devotional? And he said, you are. So I'm like, well, I didn't know. So I grabbed my Bible, and I'm flipping through it, and I'm just looking at things I've highlighted, just something to talk about. I mean, it's a, you know, a five-minute devotional, but, but it's like two minutes till. So I'm flipping through my Bible, and all of a sudden, guys, I feel this tug on my shirt, and I turn around, and I look. And there's this little old lady standing there. Y'all, she ain't this tall. And she looks up at me. She ain't got no teeth. Well, she had a few, because I remember when she smiled at me, but very little. But she looks up at me, and she says, I need you to find me a church. She didn't say her name. She didn't say, hi, I'm Mary. What's your name? I, I didn't even get to introduce myself. She just looked at me, and she said, I need you to find me a church. And I remember looking at her. Nobody knew about this. And I remember looking at her and saying, well, ma'am, there's a church just downtown here. I can show you. And she looked at me and she said, no, I need you to find me a church. And I looked at her. I said, ma'am, I've got to go give this devotional right now. Do not leave. Stay right here and we'll talk. I go give this devotional, y'all, because I didn't have any time to do it. I think I talked about John 3.16. I mean, I didn't have any time to do anything, right? It took two minutes. I turn around. She's gone. She's gone. Now, this lady, again, she's this tall. Ain't got no teeth. You know she can't run fast. So I'm looking everywhere for her. I mean, we're in an open area. A lot of y'all been out there we've, where we feed behind the, the, the library there. I don't see her anywhere. So there's this line of people to eat. And I'm thinking, well, surely she's in line. Surely she walked over there getting get in line. So I'm walking through the line. I can't find her. Then I start asking people, have y'all seen a little old lady about this tall, ain't got much teeth, she can't run fast. Have y'all seen anybody like that? Everybody there, Mike, nobody, no, we didn't see anybody, no, we didn't see anybody like that. Now, I tell this story, I'm talking about how God speaks through other people. I have no doubt that was an angel in that moment, I have no doubt about that. But guys, sometimes it will, it's just a person, it's a simple person. But it took that lady to tell me that, and it made me realize, again, that's three confirmations, it's time to start the church. Listen, here's the thing, guys. When somebody comes to you and they give you a message, and even if it's a hard message like that was, right, go with it. Here's the thing. We hear him speak. We hear him through the Bible. We hear him through prayer. We hear him through other people. But do you act on it? You got to act on it. The fifth way that God speaks to us through... Uh, through uh, Hang on just a second. That's not right. Okay, yeah. The fifth way that God speaks to us is through anything he pleases. Anything he pleases. Let's go look at Numbers 22, 28. Then the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. What have I done to you that deserves your beating me three times? A donkey. A donkey. All you rednecks in here got donkeys. They ever talk to you? <laughs> For those of y'all that are visitors, that's our outreach pastor back there. <laughs> Yeah, 
<laughs> For those of y'all online that did not hear that, I'm not going to repeat it. You should have been here, is all I'm going to tell you. Mikey, hush, let me get through this sermon. If God will speak to you through a donkey or through Mikey, he will speak to you through anything else. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, there was a, my father passed away right after we started the church. Man, he would have loved this church, by the way. I promise you, he'd be sitting right there. I promise you. But my father got dementia. He passed away. It was just a few months after we started the church. And I remember, man, I was struggling when I got home. And, and we were prepared. You know, it's one of those where you're prepared. He had had dementia for years. And we knew it was coming. And to be honest with you, it was to the point where I'm praying for either God heal him or, or, or take him. You know, it got to that point. And uh, anyway, but the day passed. I didn't think I'd take it as hard as I did, but I was struggling, man. I got in the car, and I was driving home. And I, I was pretty mad, you know, because <clears throat> that was my best friend. And it hurt. And even though he wasn't the same for years before that, all I could think about was when he was right. And on the way home, I'm mad. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I was griping at God. I ain't gonna lie to you. Anybody in here say they ain't griping to God, you're lying, okay? I was griping at God. I was mad. And I was telling him, I said, this ain't right. He was too young. We just started the church. He would have been a big part of the church. He would have loved the church. Like, God, why would you take my father at this time? Why would you do that? And the way you did it, it doesn't make any sense. The way you did it, why would you do that? I get home and I walk in the house and I go sit down in this chair in our living room. And I just put my head down, I was, it, my knees and my, my elbows, and I just put my head down, and I was struggling. And guys, <laughs> we got a cat named Gilly. Y'all know I love my cat. <laughs> I love my cat, man. Gil, Gilly don't like me a lot sometimes. <laughs> Very seldom does she want to cuddle with me. She, she, she likes to sit in my lap some, somewhere, but she don't really want to cuddle with me. She likes Annabelle way too much, and it's kind of annoying. But anyway, <laughs> in that moment, y'all, and y'all don't think I'm crazy. I don't care. I don't care. I, I am a little crazy. <laughs> this cat, my gilly, jumps up and just starts loving on me. She don't ever do that to me. Y'all can think I'm crazy, but in that moment, I knew that was God. And he was just trying to tell me that I'm here. And I know, again, y'all like, this dude is psycho. He's talking about cats. <laughs> It, it, and then you got an outreach pastor talking about donkeys. <laughs> but guys, it's simple things that we miss. He will speak to you through anything. Believe it or not, he has spoke to me through the wind, through a sunset. Right. Amen? Amen? How many times do you look at a sunset and admire the beauty of that, and all of a sudden you just got peace? That's, right. That's God. That's God. feel like I missed one. Am I on number seven, Nick? Thank you. Uh, it's because I didn't skip a, a space in my notes. It's my ADD, man. You know, like, just looked all together. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty cool. I was talking about peace, because guess what? God speaks to us through peace. That's number six. It's my favorite way that he speaks to us. Let's look at Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Real peace only comes from God. 
real peace. Not this worldly, crummy peace. Real peace only comes from God, guys. I've said it many times. Follow his peace. You have to follow his peace, guys. When you're trying to make a decision and you're looking at something and you can either go left or you can go right, look to the left and pray about it, look to the right and pray about it, and whichever way you have more peace, go that way. It's that simple. That's God speaking to you, trying to tell you, no, no, don't go over there. Go this way. Follow his peace. Any decision you have to make, I don't care if it's about buying a house. You're looking at two houses, like pray over this one, pray over that one. You're going to feel more peace somewhere. I promise. I promise you are. You go that direction. I've done this when hiring people. When I've had two people that I really liked that were applying for a position, and I just prayed over it. And what's funny is, I'll never forget this, and I ain't going to name no names, okay? But there was one time I hired somebody, and the other person was a whole lot more qualified. A whole lot more qualified. And this person over here, just in the interview alone, kind of got on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? But I prayed about it. God said, go that direction. Now, I need you to grasp this. This other person was more qualified, more educated, looked and fit the position better, you would think I would have no peace about going the other way because this way made so much sense. Surpasses all understanding. His peace surpasses all our understanding. I understood this was better, but his peace is over here. I'm going that direction. It turned out to be an excellent employee. Not only an excellent employee, but an excellent child of God. That's what we needed. Number seven, God will speak to us through his own voice. In the Bible, God spoke to people audibly with his own voice, but a lot of people believe and they think that he only would speak to a select few. Okay? They think he only spoke audible to Abraham, Moses, Elijah, and just a few others in the Bible, just a few. Just a few. But there is biblical proof that God spoke to a lot more than just a select few. I want to show you guys an example. We're going to read four verses. We're going to go to Exodus chapter 19. We're going to read verses 16 through 19. On the morning of the third day, there was a terrific thunder and lightning storm, and a huge cloud came down upon the mountain. And there was a long, loud blast as from a ram's horn, and all the people trembled. By the way, I guess I should have gave you a heads up. This is Moses, okay, he's standing at the mountain. So Moses led them out from the camp to meet God, the people. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. Verse 18. All Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because Jehovah descended upon it in the form of fire. The smoke billowed into the sky as from a furnace. And the whole mountain shook with a violent earthquake. Catch this, as the trumpet blast grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God thundered his reply. I'm going to do a little background on this. This is Moses bringing the Israelites to meet God. If you study on this, there's two million plus of them. God spoke to two million plus people in that moment. They saw him and they heard the thunder, his reply. 
So when people come to me and say, God won't speak audible to anybody anymore, I think of the two million people that got to hear him. I want y'all to understand, now I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, I don't believe that, well, let me rephrase that, because you would know if he did. He's never spoke to me audibly. I've never heard him, you know, Morgan Friedman voice talk to me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've not heard that, but here's what I need y'all to grasp. I pray for it every day. God, I want to hear you audibly. I'd love to hear your voice. You know, the thing is, I'm not going to lie, I, I think that some of us will not be, maybe we just can't handle it in our fleshly bodies. It's a spiritual thing. You want to hear him, you have got to get deep into that spiritual realm. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I am. I challenge all y'all to do the same. I would love for somebody to come up and tell me that they heard him audibly, because I'm going to ask you, does he sound like Morgan Freeman? <laughs> I want to know exactly what he sounded like. And another thing about his voice, I just want to tell y'all real quick, you know, you always hear people that say, it's a slow, soft whisper. No, it's not. It thundered. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys, don't, think, don't put God in a box and say this is the only way he's going to talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you serious? Talk however he wants to. He can sound like a chipmunk if he wants to, guys. But here's what I need you to grasp. He'll talk to you. He will. Keep seeking it. Keep, that's what I'm doing. I'm still seeking it. I want to hear that audible voice of God. And if he would talk to these people, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why won't he talk to us? Amen? Amen. Let's review these seven. Nick, if you could put that back up there for me. How God speaks to us biblically through the Bible, through prayer, through dreams and visions, through other people, through anything he pleases, through his peace, and then through his own voice. Guys, that's the seven ways that I have found biblically that God will speak to us. So what I need you to also grasp is one thing is don't, um, don't overthink it. You know, if you're reading your Bible and scripture jumps out at you, don't overthink it. If the peace of God leads you in a direction... Don't overthink it. If a donkey talks to you, don't overthink it. Maybe a little bit. That's the problem I see with most Christians that come to me and they say, Micah, I don't hear God speak. Yeah, you do. You're overthinking it. You think it's so simple. You think there's no way that, that could, it could be that simple. There's no way it could be that simple. It can be that simple. God knows we're not the smartest of beings. He wants to make it simple on us. Don't overthink it. I challenge all of y'all, again, to go and pray over these things. You know, the ones that you're struggling with, God, I want to hear you this way. God, I want to hear you this way. Continue to pray on that, guys. Continue to pray on that. I want to close, and I want to go back and look at John 10, 26, and 27 one more time. You don't believe because you're not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. There's something else that goes along. He just gave me this because I wasn't even going to say it. There's something else that goes along with this. I was going to say, guys, if you're not hearing his voice, you're not a sheep. But I want you to catch something. And they follow me. 
you got to hear him. You got to follow him. And if you're not, I'm concerned. It's in red. If you're struggling with your salvation, if you're not real sure, do I have that tight-knit, close relationship with God? If you're struggling with that, start asking to hear his voice and then follow it. And if you're not, we need to talk. Our job as leadership of this church is to make sure that every person that walks through the doors understands what it takes to get to him. And Jesus is telling you what it takes. Listen to me and follow me. If you do that, everything else falls into place. Everything.